1: Now, from BetQL, it's time for the Daily Tip with Michael Jenkins. Dang it, he's talented, and let's be honest, I go for ambition, not luck. And Chelsea Messenger. Don't kill the messenger, or the messenger will kill you. Hey, Dad, don't forget about me, the dunkster. Presented by BetMGM. Here we go. It is our three of the daily tip from BetQL presented by Bet MGM. Great to have you with us on a Monday morning coming up in the final hour. We'll give you our takeaways after week seven in the NFL, including. The Patriots upsetting the Bills in dramatic fashion and what it means for head coach Bill Belichick. Plenty of baseball to talk about as well. We have a game six between the D-backs and the Phillies tonight in the city of brotherly love. And game seven between the Rangers and the Astros in H-Town. And then we'll hand out our official betting card at 845. Chelsea, what did you do? This weekend, I saw on the gram that you and your husband and your little girl, I assume went on a nice little hike, but that's all I know. What else did I miss?
2: Well, just normal family stuff. Uh, we go to the park, we go for little walks. I did a lot of laundry. I caught up on a lot of things. Woo! I just feel like my plans these days as a 35 year old mom are just not, not really headline news these days. Like, do you think that's a bad thing or a good thing? Like, but here's the thing. Like if I am a Mm -hmm. mom, shouldn't shouldn't my number one priority like be my kid? Because sometimes I feel bad about this. Like, should I be doing more things? Should I be going out? And I know eventually like I'm going to have to do something for myself, but Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm stuck in this stage of life to where it feels like I'm not going to say all of like my fun times are behind me. But it just feels like I'm not ever going to be in that stage again where I'm going out and I'm like painting the town red uh, (laughs) just because I'm a mom now.
1: Oh, well, sure. I think that's, well, A, I think that's normal. But B, I also think that, and look, I am not a parent so far, be it for me to give any sort of advice whatsoever. But I always say when it comes to what parenthood looks like to you, or what your life looks like. There's never a right or wrong. It's just different because people have different lives. And ultimately you just wanna find some balance. You're a great mom, I know that for sure. And so ultimately your, your children or your child comes first. And then I also think that there's times when to take care of yourself or to make sure that you nurture your relationship, you say, okay, well, our child comes first. We care about our daughter more than anything in this world. And then maybe you carve out some time for you and your husband to, and it doesn't even have to be going out and going crazy, but just saying, let's do something that normally we wouldn't do. And then you sort of strike that balance. But that's easy for me to sit here and say, as someone who is not a parent to dole that out. But I think you're you're crushing it. You, you have a happy family, your daughter's happy. And just by nature, by virtue of being a parent, you're only going to be able to do so much.
2: Right, I think what is really challenging to me is that work-life balance, I feel Mm -hmm. like has always been this thing that doesn't seem achievable. It always felt to me when I was early on in my career that you have to go the extra mile. You have to say yes to everything. And if you don't, you're not working Mm -hmm. hard enough. Was there a stage in your career where you said to yourself, okay, I've got to slow this down. It's unattainable. It is unsustainable because yeah. I feel like you already have all the accolades so like you don't have to like hustle as much cuz you already have 9 Emmys to your name but like mm-hmm. how do you strike that balance and was there a time in your career where you knew that like this was it I've got to do something
1: well I, it's an interesting question I I don't I don't feel like I I think I'm still trying to achieve it. Uh, one of my goals is to spend a little more time taking time off now. I don't want to spend you know, months away from work or anything egregious like that. But I, I'm, and maybe it's an old school belief, but you work hard and you put on the prep and you work. And Mm -hmm. so I, and even now I don't feel like, I mean, even though I've I've had different achievements, I, I always feel like it's sort of like you're only as good as your last show or your last week or the most recent performance that that you put together. And also this business in particular is (laughs) the older you get, the harder it is to stay relevant and sort of on your game. I feel like it's a young person's business because of how things have evolved so rapidly as far as how people consume content. So I'm still as motivated as ever. I I think for me, I, I do get to the point where I get worn down. Like I really get worn down just from the grind because when this show is over, what am I gonna do? I'm going to chug some coffee. I'm going to grab an Uber. I'm going to go out to Ashford, Virginia. I'm going to do a podcast. I'm going to come back here. When I come back here, I'll chug some more coffee. I'll start working on the show for tomorrow. And then hopefully late this afternoon, I can carve out some time where, okay, I can relax a little bit and maybe get some time with Catherine tonight. So, like, I'm, I'm not different from you or anyone else in that respect. But if you do something, anything long enough and you don't achieve some sort of balance, then it will start to wear on you.
2: Yeah. And I hope it didn't come across that way. Cause like, I know you no, work no. extremely hard. I think you're one of the mm. hardest workers that we have on the entire network. And I see that in your prep work. It's just, do you get what I'm saying? Like, it's like the hustle. Oh, yeah, for sure. That was instilled yes. in us. Like when you're first coming up is that if you're not the first person there and the last person leaving, like something's mm-hmm. wrong with you. And yes. I don't know if there's been like a shift, but it feels like, like I said, like, I see the people who did that in like local TV, for instance, Mm -hmm. and those people are out of the business now. So like, it's hard to find a balance between being extremely motivated, which I think both of us are and putting in all the work, but also operating at a level where you're not going to be burnt out in like
0: a year.
1: Yes. No, it's, it's a very difficult thing to, to strike. And you're right. I think a lot of it is, I think some of it is maybe a, a, a younger sort of culture versus an older one, a generational thing. I remember very, very vividly when I was an intern in Austin and I would come in Saturday mornings. I didn't work Saturdays, but I would get up early on Saturday mornings and I, w- I wasn't getting paid and I would just come in because it was the only time, it was quiet in the mornings, it was the only time I could get a, an editing booth. Well, of course, now everything's done digitally to myself and I could practice and I remember being there, and I'm—it's a Saturday freaking morning, and I'm there for five, six, seven hours practicing and, and working and creating and crafting. And I remember every time I would get tired, I would ask myself, "Who wants it more than you do?" And I would say, "Nobody. Nobody wants it more than I do. Nobody does. Nobody." And I would just keep working. Nobody does. And I would keep working and I would keep working. And that's all well and fine. It's great for motivation. But again, it just goes to that work, 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 work mentality. And I'm not advocating for taking a couple months off and just ignoring your responsibilities. You do need to be a great employee. But it is a difficult balance to strike, no matter what you're doing.
2: Yeah, I think for me, it's very specific. It feels like I am trying to keep up with people who are 10 years younger than me and don't have kids. Cause like my life is just at a stage where it's just, I don't have as much time to put in and grind. So I have to be very efficient with my time, but yeah. like you can probably attest to this. Do you ever feel like you're running out of breath trying to keep up with the young kids?
1: Yes, all the time. I'm trying to be one of the young kids and I'm not, I'm almost a half century old and I'm trying to keep up other people who are <laughs> half my age. It's real. It doesn't have centuries so like century. a trillion times. I know, like fifty years sounds so much better than I'm a half century old. <laughs> oh, I remember God. Roman times; those were whew, heady days. Uh, you know who's a guy who's been around for a long time? Bill Belichick. How about this, Chelsea? The Patriots. Stunned the Bills 29-25 yesterday. The Patriots were getting seven and a half points. Mac Jones throws a one-yard touchdown pass with 12 seconds remaining. And Mike Jacecki did the gritty. People were losing their minds. And Belichick becomes the third coach in NFL history to get 300 wins, joining Don Shula and Papa Bear Hallis. I I, I will say this. I've never been a Belichick guy, and – I understand I am not really necessarily interested in having a an argument about, oh, did Tom Brady make him as a head coach? Whatever, that's been overdone. If you win 300 games in the National Football League in the regular season, then you have done something, again, only two other people have ever done. This is a monumental accomplishment.
2: Yeah, Bill Belichick certainly deserves his flowers here, especially against the Bills. Bills were 8.5-point favorites in this one. I think the most shocking part of this game is that the Patriots scored over 20 points. I was shocked to see that. Their offense has been god-awful this season. So what do you think this game says more, or who do you think this game says more about? The Patriots, a team that maybe something's working now, or the Buffalo Bills? who have been the most up and down team, uh, I think, in the NFL this year. Like, there's the Dolphins, who've been very up and down, putting up monster numbers against bad teams and kind of shriveling against some of the better teams. But what about the Bills? They've been an extremely hard team for me to pin down
1: i don't know i was talking to my friend pat at lost and found on friday i decided to slip in and have a drink with him because he's well he's the bartender but he loves to talk football and he's a bills fan i was like ah come on don't you think they just go in and just like stun the patriots and just crush them and we're like ah, it's a divisional game eight and a half is a lot maybe we shouldn't lay that number i but this is two straight weeks where okay they barely survived the giants and now they get not whip but this is not a great loss to the patriots i don't know what to think about the bills i feel like they're one of those teams that sort of plays to the level of whoever they're playing but that's kind of a dangerous thing to do in the nfl you know
2: i think also the josh allen mvp talk i don't think i'm in for josh allen remember when he was the favorite like for a a hot second he was the favorite i think he's way Mm -hmm. too up and down for me uh to want to put my money on him As MVP, and I know it's kind of wide open this year just because Patrick Mahomes isn't putting up like monster numbers. Tua Mm -hmm. is. He's just kind of not really putting up those numbers when his team is playing those good teams. And also this also goes into your team winning. That's where I think it kind of sucks for Josh Allen. It's like if his team's not winning, it's going to be harder for him to win the MVP. And this is not a Bills team that I really trust to win all the games that they're supposed to win. So I'm not sure I think that from now on I will not be trusting the bills as big favorites Mm -hmm. and I think it's just a team that I don't want to bet on at all. What about the Patriots was this offense a mirage. Are you willing to trust the Patriots offense from here on out.
1: Hell, no way. Absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> not. Let's not forget that, look, good on Mac Jones, let a drive all the way down the field against a very good Bills defense, throws his touchdown pass. But this is a guy who has also what been benched the two previous weeks. So I'm not sold on one great performance, yes, but a guy who has been teetering along in that, that number one spot is QB1
2: was this the most shocking result of all the games because we had some kind of shocking results uh at least as far as some of like these bets were concerned like i had the browns colts under that game ended 39 38 didn't see that one coming the bears won with a backup quarterback that went to what shepherd university Tyson pageant didn't see that coming and I didn't see them scoring, oh, no. um, you know, over 14 points. They put up a 30 spot against the Raiders. Uh, and then we had the lions laying an absolute egg. I had just oh. finished my statement saying the lions are now in the dependable tier where you can depend on them to put out a gate, a great, uh, game product weekend and week out only for them to get absolutely stomped, 38 to six. By the Ravens. Was there a single game that you thought was the most shocking?
1: Yeah, the Commanders game. I'll say it. I know I covered the Commanders, but it's one thing to lose. When you lose to the 1-5 and Giants and you score seven points, I mean, this was about as ugly as it gets. And you have to hear, you have to hear what Jonathan Allen, the Commanders defensive tackle, said after the game. He did not hold back. Frustrating when that it does. I'm tired of this. Tired of this bullshit. It's been seven years of the same. Tired of this. What can you do now, going forward, to get it turned around? Get our minds right and get ready to play Philadelphia. My buddy JP Finley asking some tough questions there. He was right about that. John Allen is expressing the same thing that I think Commanders fans feel have felt. And Ron Rivera is probably a guy that's going to be on the hot seat. But when you have a guy like that, who came from a college program, who's used to winning, 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 and then you put up a performance like that, I mean, Washington must turn things around.
2: Yeah. If Ron Rivera wants to stay head coach, they definitely do. If you're not getting wins against the giants, especially when your defense limits them to 14 points. I think that's a fair discussion so i love ron rivera and i think that is the crux that a lot of people kind of fall on is that he is so likable and i think so many people want to root for him that it's hard to have this discussion but i think it's a fair one
1: yeah i i don't know what to think you can't here's the thing is that you can't lose to the bears the way that they lost Squeak by against the Falcons and then go back into a divisional matchup against a team that is one and five and lose. So I don't know what the situation is with Ron Rivera. I do know this. The room for error is very, the margin of error right now is crazy thin for him in DC.
2: Oh, for sure. So we will see moving forward, but they weren't the only team that looked particularly bad. So there were plenty of surprises. And like I said, the books absolutely cleaned house. Seven bets with 70% Mm. or more of the money uh, went in the book's favor.
1: And also Patrick Mahomes doing Patrick Mahomes things again. 424 yards passing four touchdowns. Travis Kelsey, 12 catches 179 yards in the score. Chiefs lead the AFC West by three games already. Coming up next, the NLCS shifts back east and we're going to talk about it. It is the Daily Tip for BetQL. Is that it? I'm Adam
0: Chelsea and Janks will be right back on the Daily Tip presented by (laughs) BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Welcome back to The Daily Tip, presented by BetMGM. With Michael Jenkins and Chelsea Messenger on the BetQL Network.
1: Ah, We're getting going on a Monday, right in the middle of Hour 3, The Daily Tip for BetQL, presented by BetMGM. Thanks for being with us. We're live on the BetQL Network. And we come at you from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. in the East, Monday through Friday. Coming up in just a bit, the Diamondbacks try to keep the NLCS alive as they make the trip to Philly, and we get a Game 7 in H-Town as well. Chelsea, do you know what I love? I love finding hidden gems. So on a Friday, I decided, okay, I haven't seen Catherine this week. We've been busy. Let's go to dinner. Let's just go to dinner. We didn't really have it budgeted, but I was like, Forget it. Screw it. Sometimes you just got to take care of yourself. I was like, forget it. We'll take care of it. And so DC is very food and drink oriented. And there's always a new restaurant. There's always a new bar. There's a ton of talented chefs here. And I mean, it, and there's lists. I mean, it comes out every week. There are hot spots, whatever. But also, DC, like any major metropolitan area, has some old school restaurants that you don't really hear about on a regular basis but they've been around forever and if they've been around forever. That means they're really good. So I did some research and I thought, let's, let's go to some place that you don't really hear about, but that's been in DC for a long time and find out what the deal is. So I found this restaurant that's been in DC since 1989. And the only reason I know about it is because when I come back from Ashburn, the Uber driver always drives past it. And I believe it's a Spanish restaurant. So I told Catherine, I said, Hey, Trust me on this. I don't know if it's going to work out, but the reviews are fantastic. It's not some new place. It's kind of old school. Hasn't been decorated, you know, to to 2023 standard. Just sort of old school in Spanish, and the reviews are outstanding. Let's just check it out. We go. It was great. I don't know when the last time this place was redecorated. Doesn't matter. It was totally packed, and then when we're walking up this little mini set of stairs to get to our table, there's this large wooden plank like almost like a I don't know how to like a small a small a square a wooden square and I'm like oh maybe they had some flooding here I don't really understand why this is here but okay well next thing I know about an hour in all of a sudden people start gathering chairs in front of this square a couple people pull up guitars they start strumming guitars and then this spanish woman comes out dressed and starts dancing on this square, tapping and doing this very traditional Spanish dance as these guys are playing guitars while she dances in the middle of the restaurant It was awesome. And we're definitely going back. I knew Catherine was having a good time. She turns to me middle of this dance routine and goes, let's get a bottle of wine. I was like, okay, let's do it. So it was an awesome surprise. This is something I'd never heard about. It wasn't something that was advertised, but it's one of those classic places where you can find this in every city. I feel like that if you look hard enough, you can find places that surprise you like that.
2: I think it's even more... um satisfying when you find a place like this in the era of social media where it feels like everything gets out like if there is a good place you've probably heard about it you've probably seen Mm -hmm. something on social media but here's the other thing about restaurants now i feel like too much stock and attention and time is put on the restaurants looking nice and not enough time and attention on the actual food Like, have you ever been to a place that you can tell it's decorated to the T for social media so girls can take pretty pictures there? But then you get the food, and it's very underwhelming.
1: Oh, my God. This happened to us. I won't mention the restaurant's name. Brand new in D.C., just like you were talking about, all over social media, within walking distance, in an old row house here. Looks fantastic. Fantastic. And we went in, and I was like, and I'm not a huge foodie. Like, it doesn't take a lot to impress me, but I was like, you like the
2: McRib. Just... Yes. <laughs>
1: that, thank you. Let's set the baseline here. I'm not hard to impress. All right. Like give me a McRib and I'm set. And I, I didn't, and Catherine really wanted to go. And I was like, yeah, sure. We can give it a shot. And I was like, yes, it was mega expensive and not very good. And I, I said, Hey, and she goes, it's not very good. Is it? I was like, no, it's really not. We can go to this other place. Yeah, probably. And which I like. Some places are sort of timeless where they haven't been redecorated. They've been kept nicely, but there's really mm-hmm. no need. They're sort of classic. And I'm like, yeah, they've kept the same design because they're a classic design. But forget about that. The food is tremendous. I mean, the food, the wine, everything was great. So I think that's a very astute point to make Or sometimes it's all pop and circumstance. But at the end of the day, you're going for a good meal.
2: I know. That's the dichotomy between like when we go for family dinners, I want to go somewhere that has like a nice mix of like good food and like a Mm -hmm. good atmosphere. My brother picks these like steakhouses that are like no windows, old school, like nothing is very aesthetically pleasing, but damn, is it a good steak? And so like occasionally we'll do that, but it would be nice if you didn't have to choose. But these days it feels like, uh, there are beautiful facades that kind of masquerade as good restaurants. And then you're very disappointed. The first bite you have.
1: I agree. So now I don't mind the new stuff, but I'm going to look for the old school stuff as well. Cause that was a good mm-hmm. experience. All right. Let's, let's, let's have a good experience tonight. Betting. On these baseball games, Chelsea, and we start Game 6 National League Championship Series at Citizens Bank Park. The Phillies lead the series three games to two. The Phillies are minus 185 on the money line. The D-backs are plus 150 at MGM. Your total is set at eight. Merrill Kelly towing the rubber for the Diamondbacks and Aaron Nola getting the baseball for the Phillies. Chelsea, what is going to happen in this game?
2: Yeah, we've got several plays that I think are good ones. Let's start with the Phillies in the first five. Do you want to sweat this bet with Craig Kimbrel coming into the game in the eighth inning? I sure as hell don't because I have been burned by the Phillies in this regard, before, but the Phillies have been a team who has scored early and often, especially at home. And I think that's the bottom line for this whole game. The Phillies at home have been a much different animal than when they've been playing on the road. Also, we've seen this starting pitcher matchup before: Merrill Kelly going against Aaron Nola. Aaron lights out in this game against the Dimebacks. Merrill Kelly gave up a four-spot, so I think you start there. It's never easier the second time around. And so I don't think it's going to go well for Merrill Kelly. I would take the under on his outs prop under 14 and a half for plus money, plus 125. You've got to remember, Ooh. this is an elimination game for the Diamondbacks. If Merrill Kelly is struggling, they're going to give him the quick hook. Also, the batter that really had the number of Merrill Kelly was Kyle Schwarber. He has been fantastic mm. in this championship series as a whole, but had two home runs off Merrill Kelly alone the last time uh Merrill Kelly through against the Phillies Kyle Schwarber to get a hit today is only minus 130 I like that but sometimes it does feel like if Kyle Schwarber is going to get a hit usually it's a home run so maybe you just play him to hit a home run uh but those are the initial leans for me Phillies first five uh Merrill Kelly under his outs prop and also Kyle Schwarber to get a hit at a pretty cheap price
1: yeah hmm Mhm. I think what I'm going to do is how many bets do I want to make tonight? That's the thing. Oh, I think I what I'm going to do is
2: Phillies yeah. run line in the first 5.
1: Ah, well that's exactly what I'm going to play too, Chelsea. I, I I'm just with you on this and and I like Aaron Nola here. Merrill Kelly was a worst pitcher on the road and to me sometimes, you know, the eye test tells you what you need to know. The Phillies at home are just a an absolutely different animal. And I, I just feel like they come out on fire in this one. They are the better team. They're ready to get back to the World Series. They're ready to finish the job against the Astros. And, again, we've already seen that the Phillies can hit Merrill Kelly. I like that prop with Kyle Schwarber as well. You know he's going to be raking in this game like he has all series long. And I, I, I just think Aaron Ola is the better quality pitcher. At least he has been in this postseason. I mean, 3-0 and with an ERA. Under one in the postseason. Phillies first five run line minus 120. I'm with you on that.
2: Yeah, I like that play the best. That way you don't have to hold your nose when the bullpen comes in mm-hmm. uh, for the Phillies. But I just wanted to follow up on Kyle Schwarber, how red hot he's sure. been. Seven yeah. of 17 with five home runs in the series against the Diamondbacks. He is one of only two players ever to have homered five times in a series. Uh, So Kyle Schorber is scorching hot as he normally is in the championship series. Just wanted to add that in.
1: No, I'm glad you did because it's amazing what he has done. He is in close to the top five now in postseason home runs all time. I believe he moved up to number six and tied with Reggie Jackson and Mickey Mantle. When you're in that sort of company, then obviously you're doing something right. So that's a very good point to make. How about game seven tonight in H-Town? The Rangers at the Astros. Astros minus 125 on the money line. The Rangers plus 105. Your total set at nine and a half. Max Scherzer going for the Rangers. Christian Javier going for the Astros. Chelsea, I think we're both going to fade. Max Scherzer here.
2: Yeah, I think you pick a way to fade Max Scherzer here, whether you take the Astros in the first five, just banking on the starting pitcher mismatch that we already saw uh, when these two pitchers went head to head earlier on in the series, or you can do a soft fade of Max Scherzer. I think that's what I'm going to do. Max Scherzer over his earned runs prop over one and a half earned runs for, I believe, minus 130. I need to double check that price. But every single starting pitcher in this series has given this up with the exception of jordan montgomery in the first game of the series what happened when he faced this lineup for the second time in this series he gave up this number despite pitching a gym one and a half is a very low number the sabotage factor is maybe you take max scherzer out like before he gives this up but i don't think so i i think if he is dealing they will keep him in a little bit longer but still this astros lineup facing max scherzer I think he gives up at least two earned runs, so I like that one. I'm going to go under his outs prop. I think he gets yanked from this game early on. I think maybe those two plays kind of go against each other a little bit because you don't want him taken out if he hasn't given up that earned run yet. Uh, But still, I think it's going to be a tough time for Max Scherzer in this series. Where both sides the bats have been extremely hot. Meanwhile, you look at Christian Javier, who's been fantastic in the postseason thus far. Uh, some of the best numbers of any pitcher still standing. Two and zero with a one six nine ERA. I think that continues here. Maybe not quite as dominant because, like I said, it's a little bit tougher when you face a, the same lineup uh, for the second time in the span of like a week. But still, I would bank on the Astros here at least in the first five.
1: Yeah, I think that's where I'm going to go here. And eh, God, I hate, I really hate fading Max. I love Max so much, but I just haven't seen it from him. And I keep talking about his health. I don't know how healthy he is. Obviously good enough to go. But ultimately, if you look at, to me, you look at Christian Javier, I don't know how you... I don't know how you fade him. I mean, you can't fade him, right? Like maybe Max comes out and maybe this is a first five under. I definitely don't want to bet that when it comes to these two bats. But Christian Javier has been so good throughout the postseason, not just not just this year, but in his career. So I, I think Astros' first five money line is the call. It's minus 130, so just a touch juicier than Astros' full game money line. Are you concerned at all that the Astros are a much worse team on or a much worse team at home than on the road a team with a losing record at home has never made the world series
2: i don't think so uh just because you look at the astros team that we saw during the regular season and some of their big guns spent a lot of time on the injured list michael brantley didn't play for a large chunk of the season we had like a mini stretch where jose altuve wasn't playing at the start of the year jose abreu was nowhere the level of scorching hot that he is now uh, so, yes, it is a bit of an anomaly, but this is this is also Game 7 of the ALCS, mm-hmm. and the pitching matchup still favors the Astros here because we've seen it. The games that the Rangers have won have been the games where their two aces have been throwing Jordan Montgomery and mm-hmm. Nathan Evaldi. This is way different. I know Max Scherzer yes. has the big name here, but still the Astros tagged him for five earned runs last time around. So, it just... I think it is a stat that is important and you should take uh, into consideration, but in this scenario, I don't think it's something that would influence my bet.
1: Yeah, I hear you. I'm trying to decide how many bets I'm going to make today. I got three right now, Chelsea. I think I'm going to bet on both of these games. I am going to go Philly's first five run line and I'm going to go Astros first five money line. I don't, I don't know what's going to happen late in this game. When you're looking at a total, the way both bats have hit in this series, would you look at over nine and a half?
2: It's tough because elimination games usually play a little bit closer to the vest. These teams are trying to, you know, win and advance, but both of these teams have been scorching hot with their bats. So I think I would lean towards the over. I don't think it's a play that I would make, especially at a healthy total of nine. Like that kind of scares me a little bit because if Christian Javier continues to deal then maybe you don't get as many runs from the Rangers side of the ball. So like, we'll try to make it work. And I think if there was a, was a side to take, I would hit the over, but I don't think it's something that I would play. Uh, The other one I would look at is Jose Altuve over his total bases. This guy has been electric. Uh, He's hit over one and a half total bases in four straight games. And he also had a home run off Max Schroeser last time around. So maybe something else to consider.
1: Oh, Chelsea, I like I feel like you have a lot of different creative ways that you are playing this game or to think about playing this game. I wish you'd just go all in and drop like a seven-leg card.
2: Huh? We'll see. Huh? I don't know
1: about uh, that. Uh, right. <laughs> Coming up next, here on the show. If you had a bad weekend betting. Ah. There's nothing like wiping the slate clean and giving it one more run. Our best bets coming your way next. It is the Daily Tip for BetQL presented by BetMGM. She's Chelsea. I'm Jenks. We're back. Right we'll to this.
0: Chelsea and Jenks will be right back on the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Let's get back to the Daily Tip with Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL network.
1: It is a Monday, the Daily Tip for BetQL, presented by BetMGM. Hope your week is off to a good start. I know it's early. Coming up in just moments, our best bets of the day. Chelsea. You know what i like seeing i like seeing when i glance down at the card and i see a monster card from you it's a monday going in and everything aligned you got a sort of a game script in your head i feel like
2: <sighs> let's hope because if the game script is not going according to plan it could be a very bad night for me but the strategy here is even if i don't win them all I think if mm-hmm. you have a pretty good read on something, you at least try to say that, okay, even if I win the majority of these, it's still going to yeah. be a good night because I'm going to kick myself if I only played two and those are the two out of like the five plays that I like that lose. So this way, maybe I'm covering my back in that case, but let's not hope that I am starting the week off 0-5 because I am playing five no things way. today.
1: Absolutely not. There's no way that's going to happen. No way at all. I like your picks. I like all of them. I want to tell them I'm not going to because I'm I'm just playing three. We'll see how it goes. Let's get to them soon because I want you to be able to talk about all these without having to rush. Coming up next on my QL Daily, Jason Lacanfora, our buddy Laka from Odyssey, our Odyssey NFL insider. We'll talk with the guys about week seven in the NFL and what he expects to happen tonight in Minneapolis between the Vikings and the 49ers. Also, if you missed our conversation about tonight's game, and the plenty of ways you can put some money down on it all you have to do is download and subscribe to the daily tip wherever you get your podcasts we break down segments so you can listen to them on the go again wherever you get your pods chelsea love this card let's get to it and find out who we have the most faith in today time to place your bets All right, we had a couple winning weeks last time out. Chelsea, you've been on a roll for a while now, so give us a winner.
2: All right, best bet of the night is going to be Max Scherzer over his earned runs prop of one and a half for minus 140. There has only been one starting pitcher go under this number in this Astros and Rangers series. And that was Jordan Montgomery, the first game in the series. The second time around, which is extremely difficult to face the si- same lineup within the span of like a week, uh, he went over this number. So even in these games where Jordan Montgomery and Nathan avaldi pitched really good games, they still went over one and a half earned runs because we know this Rangers bullpen is not something they want to trust. In fact, they left Max Scherzer in this game uh, probably longer than they should have because they didn't want to go to the pen last time around. Oh, by the way, last time around when Max Scherzer faces uh, Astros lineup, he gave up five earned runs. So I think this is a very generous number. I think he can give up at least two earned runs against this red-hot Astros lineup who just played last night. You've got a short porch out in left field where Max Scherzer can definitely give up a home run. So let's take the over on his earned runs prop, over one and a half earned runs for minus
1: 140 Chelsea good luck to you I like where you're going with your bets tonight so I can't wait to hear the rest of them I'm going to start with a little football today Monday night football Brandon Ayuk over four and a half receptions minus 140 at Bet MGM and this is getting more expensive at other places so grab it now while you can I keep talking about game script. Debo Samuel will not play tonight. That means more chances to catch to ball for Brandon Ayuk. Now, he's hit this total only two of his five games this season. But, of course, that's when Debo was in the lineup. Again, he is out tonight. And Ayuk had four receptions in each of the last two weeks against the Browns and the Cowboys before that. So, those are two top ten defenses easily. The Vikings do not fit in that description. I can see Rock Purdy dumping things off looking for Brandon Ayuk. I like George Kittle as well, but you tend to overpay a little bit for Kittle, and he's more hit and miss. Brandon Ayuk over four and a half receptions at minus 140 is the
0: call.
2: Ooh, I like it. Uh, I would be on him in the props world if I had enough room on the card, but I'm already playing five things, so maybe <laughs> I should stay away. All right, time now to go to the third member of our Best Bets crew, the Magic A-Ball.
1: Let us gaze upon the glorious magic eight ball. Shall it fade or tail these noble betters? <laughs>
2: All right. So if you're new around here every single day, we ask a magic eight ball that we got from the toy store if he likes our bets because we're a very serious betting show. All right. Let's start with mine. Max Shurs are over one and a half earned runs against the Astros. Eight ball says Outlook not so good. Uh-oh. Uh Oh,
1: whatever. He's just cranky. It's a Monday. It's fine. <laughs>
2: All right, how about Brandon Ayuk of the 49ers over four and a half receptions tonight against the Vikings? a Ball says outlook good.
1: Oh well, I apologize, Ape Ball. You need is a little, little something, a little maybe a little reverse psychology to get you going. Regardless, you know you can always watch the Ape Ball on Twitch. In fact, if you want to stream any show on the Backyard Network, it is easy. Twitch.tv/slash BetQL, Chelsea, I will hand things over to you and let you talk about all the plays on your card.
2: All right, so we got a lot of them and continuing the fate of Max Scherzer here going to go under his outs prop of 13 and a half. It seems very low, but this is an elimination game. If Max Scherzer is struggling, they're going to pull him out because this is going to be the final game of their season. Last time around, they kind of let him wear it just because it was one of the middle games of the uh, of the series. They had a comfortable uh, series lead of two games to nothing. They let that series lead slip away, huh? Uh, so I think they will pull him a little bit early under 13 and a half out for minus 125. I think the Astros can uh, chase him from this game a little bit earlier than expected. Next up, we're going go to uh, Philly's first five run line. The Phillies at home have been a whacking. They have jumped on other teams early and often. And that was the case against Merrill Kelly last time. Meanwhile, Aaron Noah has been fantastic in the postseason. with a .96 ERA. I will fade Merrill Kelly here and ride those Phillies bats at home on the run line. Minus 120. Next up, we're going with Kyle Schwarber to record a hit. Minus 130 against the D-backs. In this series, he has gotten a hit in four of the last five games. And he touched up merrill kelly pretty good last time had two home runs against merrill kelly alone i think Schorber can record a hit here for minus 130. next up we're going to jose altuve another hit machine over his hits plus runs plus rbi prop over one and a half for minus 120. this means uh hits if he scores a run if he has an rbi last time around against max scherzer he had a home run which would clear this number in one swing of the bat and also, he has gotten this in uh, four straight games in this Rangers and Astros series. Jose Altuve may be one of the best postseason hitters ever, maybe one of the best uh, hitters all time, you know, just uh, plain and simple. So I will take that tonight against somebody who has good numbers against in Max Scherzer as well. So that's going to do it for my bets. I got a lot of them.
1: Oh, my gosh. I love it, Chelsea. I love it when you go big and like those bets as well. I'm going to go... Also, Philly's first five-run line, minus 120. And just to sort of piggyback off of what you said, I'm going to fade Merrill Kelly in this spot. I like Aaron Nola and the way he has performed in the postseason. This is a rematch of what we saw in game two. And Nola in that spot, six innings, a shutout baseball, struck out seven. And and you mentioned how good the Phillies are at home. I think they close this out, and they jump on the Diamondbacks early. I am also on Philly's first five-run line, minus 120. And... I'm going Astros money line, minus 130. I think we are both fading Mad Max a little bit here. Perhaps your sabotage factor is the Astros do not play great baseball at home. They were under 500 during the regular season. But ultimately, this is a team who knows how to get it done. They have been here in this spot numerous times. And Christian Javier, I know we fade Mad Max. Christian Javier in his career in the postseason Built for this, 6-1, and one, a 2.08 ERA. Last time out against the Rangers in this same spot. Two run runs and five and two thirds. Struck out three. Let's go Astros' first five money line. Minus 130, the call at Minute Maid Park. All right, let's do your bet, QL. Five-star best bet for all of the inside, the historical trends, the analysis, the articles, the videos computer metrics everything you need to help you become a more informed better just download the vetql app oh here's something interesting rangers at astros under nine and a half i guess it makes sense if you think about pitchers getting quick hooks it's a game seven all hands on deck but this is not something i feel comfortable playing
2: no, these are not the lineups that I want to take an under in. Like, there are several people in this lineup fully capable of hitting a massive home run. So, no thank uh, you, please. Oh, agreed. Yeah, no thank you is right.
1: All right, let's say yes, please, and bring in Aaron Hawksworth for Becky at and find out what's going to come up on the show today. It's a Monday. Good morning, Aaron. How are you?
2: Good morning. Doing well. How are you guys? Did you have a good weekend? Yeah. Oh, man. Not in the NFL, I'll tell you that. Oh. Three and I, I two for me. Not bad, oh, nice. but not good. Could have been worse. Kind of mid, I guess you could say. Mid? <laughs> Just mid. <laughs> Just well, mid. here's the thing. People are calling Margot Robbie mid these days, so maybe oh, mid's a good thing. Oh, my God. Did you see that? How, oh, you see that? Dude, How did you did do you Margot Robbie be
1: mid? Okay, where are we at on Taylor Swift? Because I don't think she's hot.
2: I it's think it's a marketing ploy. She does this. So she seems more relatable. Nobody would ever choose that haircut to look more attractive. Am I wrong here? Like, I feel I like that haircut Those bangs. is not a good one.
1: The color, the bangs. I'm with you. Like Margot Robbie way hotter. Oh,
2: well, not even
1: close. You like, were talking <laughs> tiers we on that. the show. These two do not belong in the same tier at all. <laughs> not even close. Margot Robbie is a de- definite number I one. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's like, listen, you've got Georgia. That is Margot Robbie, number one. And then, okay, it's been a pretty good season thus far, Louisville. But you're not, you know, you're not going to win the national <laughs> title.
2: Oh, no. <laughs> Jake, the Swifties are going to come after you Yeah, I, again, I think, I actually do good think luck.
1: Taylor Swift is very pretty. But what I will say is, if you're trying to compare to Margot Robbie, I mean, come on, what are we talking about? What are we doing here? <laughs>
2: I agree. Come Taylor Swift was but an Abercrombie model in high school. Did you know well, that? Well
1: great. She used I to modeled be really once hot. for the I modeled once for the Austin American statesman for a, a wedding Does <laughs> that make me a model? No, it doesn't. Yes. Jake can add model to the resume. There's nothing you can't do. <laughs> Thank you, Aaron. That's what I needed to end this Monday. We'll see you next on BetQL Daily. That's it for us on The Daily Tip for BetQL, presented by BetMGM. She's Chelsea. I'm Jinx. Good luck on all your bets. Yep, yeah, we'll be back right early tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. Across the country. See then.
0: You've been listening to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. If you missed any of the show, listen back anytime on the new and improved Odyssey app.